Kia ora. If you're a woman in midlife, this podcast is for you. Get ready to embark on a transformative journey where we tackle self-doubt, people-pleasing, imposter syndrome, and overwhelm. Celebrate this second stage of life and claim your authentic confidence and courage. Midlife is not a time to settle. It's a time to unleash your purpose into the world. Make an impact done your way without compromising your own well-being. I'm Megan Kerr, mindset coach, former psychosynthesis counsellor and craniosacral therapist. Are you ready? Let's begin. Hey, hey, my friends. How are you doing? Really excited for the podcast this week. I've had some really great sort of insights and aha moments from the Midlife Upgrade course. We are in the pilot round right now. And we're a few weeks in, and it's been so great. At the moment, the course is a combination of video learning modules and exercises that you do in your own time that's on this really beautiful learning platform. And then we meet once a week on Zoom. And on Zoom, we can deepen into the coaching. We can bring forward anything that's, you know, on top for us that we want to deepen into, get support from around the exercises or, you know, generally around our experience of midlife. And it has been so great to talk in that smaller group. So there's 10 of us, that smaller group of women in the same age and stage of life, relatively speaking, and just feel heard and supported and be able to really be honest about what's going on for us. And so clearly, I'm really loving it. By the end of the course, I'm going to uh, re-release the course and will enroll for another round. But I will probably make a few minor changes to the way it's structured, to the order of the modules, depending on the feedback from the current students, who are just a fabulous bunch of women, really loving the journey. And there's been some themes that have shown up and some, you know, things that have really sort of hit me front and center around, far out, this is such a common experience for us as women. And I really want to talk to you, my podcast listeners, about it, because I think these themes and these ideas and these strategies can be really, really helpful for us. But I, I, first of all, I really want to lay the groundwork for this, okay? So... Anytime I give you tips in quote marks or strategies, I'm saying it's in quote marks because, you know, we often, I guess we try and sort of simplify things down into tips and strategies and these things that we can do that are going to fix our life or fix our situation. Well, for many of us in perimenopause and menopause, it's a lived experience of these challenges that arise or these aging parents that you know are needing more of us and more time and more energy and more support from us well we can't fix that that's the lived experience that's the ups and downs and the 50 50 of life but we can support ourselves to be as resourced as possible as we go through these sometimes challenging experiences of midlife. So when I bring in tips and strategies, which I'm going to do today, I want to really nestle them in with a really big helping of self-compassion that we don't 
take these strategies and sort of beat ourselves up with them or try to make our lives perfect with them because I actually think we can live really incredibly fulfilled joyful lives without our lives needing to be perfect without our lives needing to be an Instagram feed right because we know it's not we all know that's not reality and so if we bring self-compassion along with us as we might choose to implement some of these really cool reframes, strategies that I want to talk about now today, then what we're doing is we're resourcing ourselves. But if we leave self-compassion out of the mix, then we can use these strategies, we tend to use these strategies to beat ourselves up, to give ourselves a hard time, to criticize ourselves, to further demean ourselves. And that, we know, is not the purpose of what we're doing here, what we're doing on this podcast, not at all. So having said that, that's our that's our context for the podcast is bring the self-compassion along with you as you consider some of the strategies and reframes for really supporting you to be more resourced, to get unstuck, to get yourself into momentum. So that is that quite a strong experience, quite a common experience for women in midlife is that we do feel stuck. We feel on this kind of hamster wheel of going round and round and round and kind of not getting anywhere. This is what I hear from women. And probably worse than that, we're not only not getting anywhere or feeling like we're not getting anywhere, but our physical vitality is actually getting lower and lower and is not replenishing. So we're kind of getting more and more burnt out. That's a really common experience for women in midlife. So so these are some things to consider if you're feeling like, ah, oh, I just want to just get me out of this stuck place, you know, like I feel like I'm in my gumboots and I'm stuck in the mud right now. I really do know that experience well, and I know very often for me that has gone along with, well, some of mine has been an intolerance to mundane aspects of life. That's sort of part of my personality, although I do live a very mundane on the surface life. I also feel really deeply connected to my life, to the people around me, to my family, very spiritually alive and connected with nature and with my life's journey. So whilst it might look kind of mundane from the outside, I am like every day excited, challenged, thrilled by this life that I lead. And I want that for you too. And if you don't have that or you're just feeling like, you know what, I feel like I really bloody need a nudge out to break out of my comfort zone but there's something holding me back. There's something keeping me in the same place. I'm not taking those actions that I want to take. Then, my friend, this podcast is for you. So where do we begin? There's a really one really easy little strategy that is actually really incredibly powerful. And it is around how we talk about our experience and what we want to do. Okay, so I want you to start noticing when you say, I should do this. I should be further along by now. I should 
be putting my education to different use. My business should be making more money. I should have da-da-da-da-da, fill in the gaps. Should has really no helpful place in your vocabulary at this age, yeah? So it might have been useful once when we were young, when we were learning how to live well and reasonably with other people in, within our society, but it really doesn't have a place in your life now as an adult midlife woman. Because all of those shoulds around how we behave in culture and society and how we don't walk around being an asshole all the time, hopefully, they're all internalised anyway. But now what happens is that we should on ourselves way more than we need to. And so a should here and there is, that's okay, that's part of the course. But when I hear a woman shoulding every few sentences, I should do this, I should be here by now, I should this, there's a little flag that goes up inside me. A little, huh, let me take notice of this flag. And so when we should on ourselves, what we are doing is it kind of is introducing this voice of, when I was doing my training, it was called the superego or the critical authority voice. That's sort of the energy that is coming through when we're shooting ourselves a lot or frequently. Okay, and so what you can do is just pay attention to the language that you use when you talk. So if you hear yourself saying, I should more than three times in one day, the invitation is that you can remove that word from your vocab for a week, for a month, for the rest of your damn life if you want to, and just notice what you replace it with and how it frees up your motivation. So when I say, you know, I should, for instance, I should be further ahead in my business than what I am now. What happens inside me is this subtle closing down to both motivation and possibility. And so I'm going from being, you know, the potential of being an open circuit and when we're an open circuit, we can receive much more in in terms of potential possibilities, connections to being a closed circuit, which doesn't leave a lot of room for new possibilities, new actions. And I should, when it's used too much, it's a form of self-criticism. It's a subtle way that we are telling ourselves, well, we should be better than what we are, basically right? Those are the shoulds that are closing down on possibility. So what can you replace them with? Well, you can be creative. You can say things like, I'd love to create some time in my life to do some exercise that I enjoy. I'm really interested in growing my capacity for greater financial abundance. I would love to take care of my physical body by introducing more whole green plant foods into my diet. 
So you can see how changing my language opens up my relationship with action, actually. Like, okay, so if I would love to do that, I wonder what the next step is for me to be able to make that happen. So you can see how we go from that closed circuit of I should when we remove that from our vocab for a certain amount of time, then we replace it with these more open, positive, generative words where our brain is being fed information that opens it up to inspired action, actually, which I think is just such a great and easy thing to do. And so then the next piece is, If I'm feeling, you know, stuck in my life, I want to make a move, maybe I don't know what that move is, or maybe I do, but I'm just feeling weighed down by it all. And say, for example, I do actually know that I, I want to get out there and I want to change my working circumstances, right? But for whatever reason, I've been wanting to do this for the last three years and nothing's happened. I actually haven't done anything about it. I haven't learned anything different. I haven't networked in a different way. I haven't applied for any jobs. And I just feel a bit scared and stuck at this stage. This is a common experience. If this is what's happening for you and you actually do have a desire for change and it's not happening and it hasn't been happening for a number of years and There might be, you know, small mental or circumstantial blocks in the way, but there's nothing really hugely significant, right? If you take that bird's eye view of your life, you could try and make these steps forward if you just had that momentum, if you weren't so scared or stuck or afraid or not really sure why, but but you are stuck, right? If that's happening for you, I want you to go to this place of thinking about what is the cost for me if I don't do this? What is the cost for me if I don't at least try? Put yourself 10 years in the future and look back on your life now and look back on that life path of you that didn't try, that didn't make an attempt, that didn't change anything externally and just stayed exactly the same as you are right now even though there was a bigger part of you that wanted to go for it, that wanted to do something different. Put yourselves 10 years in the future and now look back and you didn't do it. How do you feel when you look back? Is there regret? Is there disappointment? Is there a wishing? I wish you'd just tried to do that. I wish you'd just gone for it and been willing to fail. And just, you know, you can do this exercise, a really beautiful exercise if you're feeling like you want to move, but you're uncertain and you're stuck and you're afraid and you just can't do it. You put yourself about 10 years in the future or or further. You can put yourself as an old lady and look back at yourself now and what's it like? What might it be like if you don't try, if you don't make an attempt, if you don't make that change and just notice what those feelings are. And, you know, and often that's enough to motivate us to actually go, brick it, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to have a go. It's going to be messy. I'm not ready, but I'm going to do it anyway. And that is the best kind of action to take, just taking the action. It's kind of cliched, but 
when my mum was really unwell and she sort of knew that her life was coming to an end even though she didn't want to accept that that was a reality. But she certainly knew that her working life was done. You know, she was unwell, she'd been in hospital, she was at home, she was in bed and she wasn't in any capacity to do anything. And it all happened really quickly. And I was sitting with her. So I have two sisters and one lives in Hamilton and one lives in Australia. And so I was here in Namotu in New Plymouth. And my mum lives here and all lived here. And I was sitting on the bed and she's chatting to me and she's like, you know what, if I could do my life over, I would actually go down a path with my life where I just did something that I really enjoyed and I'd do something more creative with my life because in her work life she hadn't done that she'd sort of done the job that she hadn't liked and she had some success in her work but it was not anything that she was super super passionate about and it was really interesting for me to hear that from her actually because you know back then I would been in my work in the helping professions as a counsellor and a coach for over 10 years and it was going okay it was going well like I did really really good work but I wouldn't say I had a massively financially successful business I probably would have got paid more if I'd stuck it out in in commerce which I started working in and so there was often this judgment coming from my parents I saw it as judgment. From their perspective, it was probably worry and concern. You know, we had this young family, and both me and my partner were self-employed and in very creative industries, and and sometimes the finances were tough. And so I'd felt this, what I had, I had interpreted as judgment from my mum around that, because it was often the questions of, how's it going, and what's the income looking like this month, and how many clients have you, da, 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 you know, all of that sort of thing. And then here she was doing her own, looking back on her life. And she just said, if I could do it again, I would do something more creative, something that I enjoyed much more. And I feel that. I feel that for my mum. You know, she died when she was 70. And she was an amazing gardener. She was actually really creative with cakes and art, but she was also incredible with people. And she did the thing. She did the job. She wasn't satisfied in in what she made of her life at the end of her life. And so, you know, for me, well, on one level, it was really amazing to hear that from her. There was something in me that got healed hearing that from her. Because certainly my, you know, my career has been pretty alternative, definitely back then. There's a lot more of us now that are self-employed. But, you know, 20 years ago, it was a much, much safer bet to be working in an industry that I really wasn't interested in, but that, you know, paid the mortgage, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so there was that, that level of healing for me in that moment. But why I'm reflecting on that right now is because we can actually put ourselves in that position of being jumping ahead in time and then looking back and looking with those eyes of what's it going to cost me if I don't make a move if I don't try if I don't take different action and the feelings 
the felt sense that can arise in that time in your body can be enough to stir us to go, if this, I'm just doing this, I'm going to do it messy, I'm going to give it a go, what's the worst that can happen? I fail. So this now leads me to the next piece, and that is that if we can be willing to fail, then we can take those messy actions. This is going to get us out of feeling stuck and being stuck by being willing to fail, in quote marks, because I actually want to reframe failure. want to reframe this idea of what failure is, because this is another piece that keeps us stuck in that same place and not trying new things, not willing to be shit at new technology or showing up on video or whatever it is, whatever our thing is. When we choose to reframe failure to be actually, I'm going to take that word out and I'm going to replace it with learning. I've learned so much through this process. I can look at a lot of my, the moves I've made in my business and the changes of direction that I've made. I could look at them through the lens of failure or I could look at them through the lens of learning. And when we look at our choices and our actions and the things we're doing, the things we're trying to do through that lens of learning, then we are willing to keep going. We're willing to make bold moves forward, small moves forward, scared moves forward, but we're making those moves and we're taking those actions. And they're not all going to work out the way we want to. They're not all going to come up shining and glossy and beautiful and a complete success from the outside. But there is going to be so much learning in there. And when we can get our head around that and we get hungry for learning through not doing things right or not doing things 100% exactly as we wanted them to be, then we're reframing this idea of failure. Because if we can reframe failure, then the motivation in us rises to be able to take these steps forward and change our actions, to do one thing differently, to take a risk with your career, with your relationship, with friendships, with the movement that you do, with the exercise that you do, whatever it is for you, that change. What are the benefits that would come from an attempt or from a partial success. When we reframe failure in this way, it no longer becomes a barrier. And actually, we change the meaning of that word for ourselves, inside of ourselves. So we reframe failure to mean learning, to mean growing, to mean evolving. Then we are much more willing to step outside of our comfort zone and take the steps that you know, your heart is longing to take that is going to support you to live the most creative life, whatever that means for you, a life that your heart and soul longs for, a life that brings you joy and connection, a life that is full of meaning. And this portal, this midlife portal that we're going through, I really think it is, it's like a developmental shift that we are offered right now Some of us aren't going to take it, I suspect, because you're listening to this podcast and you've listened this far on the episode. 
that you're one of the people that is going to take that, that is going to make that developmental shift. You're already making it. I hope, really hope, that these strategies have been helpful for you, that you can take one of them, just take one of the strategies that I've talked about today, out of the three, yeah? So there's the I should, taking that out of our vocab for, I would say take it out for a month, replace it with I get to, I choose to, I want to, I intend to, I'm grateful that I can do this. And then the next one was the rocking chair exercise. Put yourself 10, 20, 30 years ahead into your future and look back on your life. And what if you didn't make an attempt? What if you didn't take a step in a different direction? What's the cost of that? And then number three, the pivot and the reframe on what failure means to us. And actually changing out that word for learning, for growing, for evolving. And really deeply understanding in the very bones of your being that any change that you want to make, any way forward in your life, any evolution you make at this age and stage of your life, there's going to be many learnings along the way. And how glorious, because they're all stacking up to the most rich, joyful expression of your life. Okay, my friend, I hope that has given you some impetus some encouragement to live your life your way you have my support you have my cheerleading if you enjoyed this podcast please share it with a friend let them know they're not alone you're there cheerleading them on as well we're in this together and we are moving forward together can't wait to talk to you again bye for now